dropped off a pretty little girl same grade as me from how to barbecue right studios in hernando mississippi rooster production brings you under the water tower presented by team couch of birch realty group and now here are your hosts matt crane and derek big lane morning matt Morning, Derek. Been a long week for us. Uh, a lot going on, and uh, we got the election over with. I uh, did our show that night. Back to you uh, early on a Friday morning. How has your week been since uh, since that last taping? You know, Derek, it's been good. You and I joked around. You got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine on Monday. I did. And you said everything's been good for you. Didn't sleep well on Monday night, but you know, got up Tuesday, so kind of tired on Tuesday. Right. Just maybe a little from the medicine, a little from the lack of sleep. But uh, other than that, I've been fine. Yeah, I was just wondering. I actually ended up getting the first Pfizer shot on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, a little, was a little bit tired yesterday. Kind of hit a wall about 3 o'clock where, uh, man, it was. <laughs> I just I wish I would have had the Masters on in the background, and I probably could have slept for quite a bit. But uh, doing fine now, uh, up early this morning, ready to record our show, and excited about the UTW podcast. Derek, something we didn't talk about on our Good Friday show was uh, Hernando's prom was last Friday, and you have one coming up. I do. Hernando. You don't, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I was, uh, that was a good 30 years ago. No, uh, yeah. The Hernando Promise like it was a success. Uh, everybody had a good right. time. Uh, of course, all the pitchers made the rounds. And my, my son, North Point's Promise, tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, Saturday night. It is actually being held in Hernando. Right. Uh, so I hope y'all don't mind you know, talking about it real quick or hearing about it because it will be held out the Cypress Lodge down on Robertson Gin Road. Uh, I'm just really excited about that. Hey, Derek, something that was neat to me was the, the I mean, beautiful weather. I think it was in the 60s or so. Mm-hmm. Beautiful blue skies uh, the night of the prom last Friday, Good Friday. But man, that was that was really neat. The the picture taken, all that kind of stuff. I've passed by it numerous times and seen that. Um, obviously, my my daughter's a junior now, so able to be involved in that uh, now. Did not have it uh, obviously last year, COVID. Right. And then two years ago, it was an absolute downpour, so they had to put everybody in Memphis Street. Mm. So you know, no, yeah, it may work out. And then my my son, he's they're also doing their pictures on the something square. like that. Yeah, yeah, because cool. they're eating. Uh, I think their reservations are at ACs. Right. Uh, so they're doing everything kind of in Hernando and then heading down Robinson Gin Road. So should be a good night. And you know, kind of reminds me. I guess my junior prom would have been ninety two. Wow. Yeah. So again, thirty <laughs> years ago. Okay. So uh, <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Ninety two. DJ Snow, Informer, maybe, mm. or is that ninety four? I thought it was 94. 94. Uh, 92. I know there was some Color Me Bad in there. Oh, there you go. I I, I'm, 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 I'm not going to sing the song I want to <laughs> sing for Color Me Bad. So can you imagine, can you believe we, we jam stuff like that? I mean, I mean, in 1992, I mean, I Want to Sex You Up was the song. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just think of, I'm thinking specifically of eighth grade Derek driving down the road with the cassette single Did of Bill Biv. Grade? Uh, eighth grade, Bill Biv DeVos. Just do that me. title. Do me. Yeah, that, that I'll title. say it. So I'll there you go. It. So in the car. You work for a local bank, so I'll say do me. I'm, I'm self-employed. <laughs> right. So I'm, I'm singing that in the car yes. and just, it, it's okay. Right. It's okay. No, mom and dad, turn that up. Q93 yeah. out of yeah. New Orleans. 93QID. 93QID, Alexandria, Louisiana. Right. Uh, shout out to that. Still, in, I think they're still in business. Sure. Yeah. Good times. I'm going to bet somebody else who listened to Little Boys to Men and, and Color Me Bad back in the day. I want to say thank you to our 2021 presenting sponsor, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group, possesses over 64 years of combined real estate experience. They are the number one team for over a decade for residential real estate in DeSoto County. Whether you are buying or selling a home, call Team Couch today. Right now, they are offering a free, no-obligation market analysis. Again, that is a free, no-obligation market analysis to learn more about your home, the value of it, comps in your area, if now is a good time, which I can assure you right now is a perfect time. Derek, somebody mentioned something to me yesterday about their neighborhood averaging about three days on the market. So just a really good time to sell a home in DeSoto County. And if you're looking to do that, you're going to find no better team 
Green than Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Or find them at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. Again, our 2021 presenting sponsor. I'm going to put this on here. Matt, do you think that uh, – I'm thinking that Brian Couch was more of a kid and play. That's probably what it was, a little kid and play. Well, we're going to get a text tomorrow. You know, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, we're going, to get, we're going to get a text in about four hours telling us his playlist. So, I'm, I'm, you know, he's definitely uh, definitely going to let us know what he was listening to back in 1992, which, again, ages you 30 years since prom, bro? 29, 29 years. 29 oh, my years, gosh. Yeah. I, I have no comment. That's, I'm, I'm not there yet. Derek, we, we kid and have a really good time. And we do that each and every Tuesday and Friday morning at the How to Barbecue Right Shop Studios. How to Barbecue Right Shop is located just 500 yards past Connections Gymnastics right here in Hernando. This store has everything a man needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. Whether it's rubs, knives, sauces, cutting boards, thermometers, cast iron, or really cool high-end smokers, Malcolm's Shop is the place to find it. If you've ever seen Malcolm's How to Barbecue Right cooking videos, you need to stop by his shop today. You can give them a call at 662-912-9947. That's 662-912-9947. Find them on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm Shop. That's H2Q Malcolm Shop. But the best thing to do is to make plans to stop by How to Barbecue Right Shop just 500 yards past Connection Gymnastics. Thank you to them for being our 2021 studio sponsor. Before we get started talking about the Hernando Alderman meeting, which we said we were going to talk about more uh, today on our on our Tuesday show, you said not a lot of people were coming up and talking to you, and I and I kind of made a comment to you off air, man. That's all people coming up and talk to me about, and I'm not trying to pat us on the back or anything like that, but a lot of people are coming to me and saying we enjoy the show, we listen to the show. A lot of people maybe kind of admit to being a little skeptical about it because uh, you know it's a podcast about uh, you know under the water tower and different things. But man, a, a number of people text me and, and have said we really enjoy the show. We learned a lot about the candidacy stuff, the alderman candidates, the mayor candidates, and so we really appreciate the support going on right here in Hernando for sure. No, we do, and I think that I think people are, are excited to be able to hear the candidates, and we've mentioned it several times. There was just nowhere else to find it, no debates. Um, you know, there were some good articles in, in the DeSoto uh, County right. News. It's kind of limited. I think they were when they found out about us, did it, then they did a good job sharing. So we really do appreciate that and continue to do it. I mean, again, we're going to talk about alderman meetings tonight. We're going to go over some baseball. We're going to go over some events coming up and the shout-outs. So that, that's what we're here for, and we hope that y'all enjoy it. We continue to enjoy it. Uh, hope you continue to share it. And, again, you know, in, just because the election's over, you know, we've still got a runoff that we'll be talking about here in a, in a little bit. We've still got the general election. We've got right. Ward 2. Uh, so we'll have an, another some interviews done at the end of May. So we've still got a lot planned. And then starting in the summer, you know, we're going to visit each coach uh, leading into football season. So we've got a lot coming up on the UTW podcast and really looking forward to it. And Derek, it may be the last time I do that, but the candidates that uh, won and even the candidates that, were, that, weren't, that didn't win on Tuesday, we thank them for coming on. Just a reminder, we do have a runoff. Ward 6, Ben Piper against Ryan Diffie. That election will be on Tuesday, April 27th. They will be part of, we've invited both of them to come back on, dig a little deeper, ask them more questions. They've agreed to come back on. They will be part of the Friday show before the Tuesday runoff. So that's going to be an interesting show. Again, similar questions, but we're going to go a little bit deeper with some different things that maybe have happened over the last 45 days uh, since we, we, we visited with them. Again, Ben Piper and Ryan Diffie, uh, we look forward to visiting with those guys. Ward 6 runoff coming up soon. 
But let's go ahead and turn our attention, Derek. We, like we said, Hernando Alderman meeting, we talked a ton on Tuesday night when we recorded our Wednesday show. People wanted to know what we thought about the election. They want to know some results. And we, we felt like we gave them a lot of good information. But at 6 o'clock that night, they did have a Hernando Alderman meeting. Tell us about it. About a 42-minute meeting. Uh, pro- they probably would have rather had a 30-minute or a 20-minute tw- meeting. It was going pretty quickly at first. The uh, consent agenda obviously was approved. But I do want to mention there's a, a kind of a couple things in the consent agenda to look at. The first one is is that there have been four companies who have donated $1,100 that was accepted to be a sponsor for the movie night. And Hernando, they usually do it during the summer. Is that 1100 total or 1100 each 1100 movie? total. So 350 I, I will, we'll give them a shout out here. Yeah, go ahead. $350 from the Hernando Dental Group, $350 from Southern Bank Corp, $200 from Gary Gashelli Jr., and $200 from the Optimus Club. Mm-hmm. All going toward uh, the sponsorship of the movie night that the Hernando does uh, late spring, early summer. So just, you know, we thank those companies for allowing that to happen. And then, uh, you know, just a couple other things, a couple pay raises, uh, some, you know, some of the employees going to training and stuff like that. So that was approved. But I did want to make sure that we mentioned the sponsors right. for the movie night coming up. If you sponsor, do you get to pick the movie? <laughs> Good question. That's a very good question. Hey, if I yeah, exactly. I bet I bet every movie's probably for sale at some point, you know. It's probably for sale. <laughs> I do want to there's a couple of small things and you may say why well, you want to mention this. I, I think it's important. The city of Hernando authorized to proclaim April as child abuse prevention month. Alder Woman won and Natalie Lynch. She actually read the proclamation. The mayor was not at the meeting Tuesday night, so uh, Gary was sitting in uh, for the mayor and was leading the meeting. Natalie read the proclamation, and basically it was talking about, you know, just, you know, it was kind of a long thing going away that obviously Hernando uh, is against child abuse, thinks it's deplorable. So they did name Child Abuse Prevention Month in Hernando uh, for the month of April. And this is really huge because we do have a great business here, Healing Hearts, uh, a nonprofit who does really wonderful things with this. I used to have, a, I guess, a cousin-in-law. Uh, who worked there, uh, the, who moved to Cleveland, but she worked there, and she had a really big heart for it. And uh, we have a buddy of ours who used to sit on the board, and we've actually, I've actually got another friend now that does sit on the board. You know, they just do such wonderful things for just, you know, it's just heartbreaking circumstances. And they're the ones, if you're driving around the county, you'll see the little pinwheel sitting out. That's for the Child Abuse Prevention Month. Hernando's kind of signed off to recognizing that month. And also, Matt, of course, it goes along with the month of April, which, you know, has for several years now been known as, you know, the, the month that kind of brings a light to, to autism. Right. So you may see some blue lights around. So again, just another thing that you know affects uh, just different families in different ways and uh, just really appreciate them reading that proclamation. Just to sum up Healing Hearts, Derek, Healing Hearts is a place that works with children to help them, uh, assist them in testimony or different things like that. Uh, tough, difficult situations that the children have been have been put in and, and, and it helps them and assist them in, in talking with judges and, and what you well, know, psychologists, psychologists, psychologists okay. and staff. Obviously, they come from a battered home. They yes. come from any kind of abuse. It could be sexual abuse. It could be mental abuse, physical abuse. And so they're sent there, and this is kind of a way for them to be able to talk to people, right. to get the caring that they need. It's in South Haven, of yep. course, but they do go all the way down to Tate County. Uh, and this is kind of a – there are different areas across the state that has this. And, uh, again, this is kind of a roundabout way just to thanking them and to recognizing them, but also just to recognize just the you know, horribleness, obviously, of child abuse uh, and that the you know the city of Hernando recognizing that. And we'll put a link on the Facebook page later today when we uh, put the episode out so they can click on that, learn more about the – Healing Hearts Child Advocacy Center in South Haven. The next on the uh, agenda was they approved about $7,400 for new engineered wood fiber. So basically that kind of that 
fake mulch that they're gonna put at all three playgrounds, just kind of okay. freshen it up. Move down to uh, which was item, item number thirteen on the agenda. Uh, it was the bid for the amount of nine hundred ninety-four thousand dollars for an EWP project. I want to talk about this real quick? What this is, and I did a little more research on it. This is a grant that was received by the or, or part of a grant that was received by the city for the Natural Resources Conservation Services. If you watch the video, they say NRCS, so that's the Natural Resources Conservation Services. They have given the, uh, the city of Hernando a grant, but, uh, they've approved it, and that's finally coming in. The budget, the, the funding for the contract was $1,030,705. Uh, the bid came in at $994,000, of which the city of Hernando needs to put in $257,000 to get this done. And what they're doing is, is that they're going around, there's th- about four areas I think they named in Hernando that is having real bad erosion problems. And so this is uh, settling that erosion problem. And what they'll do is they'll go in, and I think it's at Fort Creek, there's an area in Fort Creek, Deer Creek, place on Mackinville and on Vaden Roads. And so they're going to go and they put the, uh, they, they give it the proper slope. Uh, they add the p- fabric down and then they top it with riprap, that, you know, big white rocks. Right, sure. And so they're, they're going to be doing that in several places around Hernando. Now, there were some questions uh, by Alderman Ward 6. He asked a question saying, hey, are we allowed to accept grants when our audit's not done? So they asked the city clerk. City clerk said, in the past, that, that has been the case. However, this one was already awarded. And so they could go ahead and accept this. They could not apply for a new grant okay. until it was done. So then, of course, the question was asked, and this was kind of talked about during the campaign, you know, when the, the city audit for 2019 would be done. And she said that she expects it either at the next meeting on April 20th, no later than the first meeting in May. And that's the full audit for 2019. 2019. So, of course, the follow-up question was, and I, I don't remember which alderman asked this, was, okay, well, then when will 2020s be done? They, she said, well, it will be done by hopefully by the end of June. They already have the numbers, but obviously they can't certify 20 until they certify sure. 19. So they're kind of waiting on that. And then they said, well, when is it usually done by? And it is due by the end of June every year. So it is so due. So it is done in time. If it's done by the end of June, it is, quote, unquote, on time legally. Correct. Yes. Right. So you have up to nine months after the city's year end to have it done. So after after September 30th, you have till June 30th of the next year to get it done. So if they do get 2020 done by June 30th, it would be in compliance. Obviously, 2019 is, is out of compliance, but they, they have talked about that uh, profusely. And so and, and she does expect that one to be in hand for them to approve uh, either at the next meeting or no later than the 1st of May. Okay. So 2019 is out of compliance, and that should hopefully be done in April. 2020 has until the end of June to be done. Right, so it's technically right. not late yet. Right, That's it's technically correct. not late, so making us think about it per se is not is a bit whatever. Well, I mean, come July 1st, right. if, if it's not in hand or not ready for that first meeting on July 1st, right. then you can start asking questions on right. you know, what's going on. All right, and then the last thing, of course, uh, that was uh, for the Hernando meeting was the planning agenda. Now, the planning agenda was not on the original agenda, but it was added. Uh, they did have three things that came from the planning commission. Remember, the Madison Lakes is still tabled to the 20th, uh, so this was not, a, not one of the ones on the agenda. Uh, but the first one is the uh, Carlisle subdivision uh, was on there. Now, the Carlisle subdivision is basically the Wendy's lot, right, sure. the empty lot next to Wendy's, and then the land behind it. Now, we talked about this before. At one point, they were trying to get a public access road cut through there to reach the back of the lot. The city denied it. Well, now they're coming to do a replat it or to give a, na- a new name to the plat. This is going to replace the current plat, which is called the Fidelity Plat. So okay. they're changing the name of it from the Fidelity Plat to the Carlisle Subdivision Development okay. Plat. But that's going to be commercial, right? It's going to be commercial. Yes. Currently, the current plat has lots one and two. 
uh, which again is Wendy's in the vacant lot. The new one will have, it will add lot three. Lot three is the nine acres behind it. Uh, it will now include that. Now, we're not talking about development. All they're doing is renaming it Correct. and adding a lot. There was some discussion because lot three that sits on the, the south side is currently zoned two-thirds commercial, one-third industrial because wow. it does border the industrial park. Right. They can go ahead and plat it as lot three. But when it's time to start talking about development on it, they would have to ask for an, you know, to, to change the right. zoning to fully commercial Correct. or fully industrial if they decide to go that way. Again, this is kind of a renaming and adding a third lot. So that so they did approve it. Uh, it now will be called lots one, two, and three of the Carlisle subdivision development going forward when they do bring businesses to to relocate on there. Yeah, and the Carlisle family uh, for UTW podcast listeners, the Carlisle family is involved in millions of dollars in development in Memphis. This is a really neat deal. I mean, that they're wanting to invest something in Hernando, uh, which they already own that anyway. They actually own the Wendy's. So, right. you know, that, that makes sense that, that they would, what may be there, they're interested in putting some money development right here in Hernando. We will, we will never speculate on here. Right. I mean, we're only going to tell you things that we know. But I think that by this being done, they probably have somebody looking at the sure. site. Exactly. And so this is, that is exciting right. uh, to, to kind of know maybe in the next few months, hopefully will be something, something coming to the planning commission that says on lot two of Carlisle subdivision X. And again, we're dealing with developers that put uh, do things in Memphis with triple zeros on it. Yep. Uh, so I'm just simply saying, chill out. Let's learn what they're doing before we freak out a little bit. The last thing, and this is something I did not know. So this was uh, this is kind of a uh, this is literally the last thing they talked about was the first revision to the Gateway subdivision. So the Gateway okay, subdivision yeah. is a two lot subdivision where the Gateway Tire sure. is located across from the Hernando High School and. What the gateway is looking to do, the gateway is looking to expand. You know, I had to look it up, and the lot is kind of, uh, it looks like kind of like a Tetris piece, that kind of that L Tetris piece, if you all know what I'm right. talking about. Well, so it's a long rectangle, which is where the building sits now that goes back, and then it goes, you know, everybody knows that empty lot that sits across the street from the school. Sure. Uh, that, you know, and so that's also the, the second lot. Well, gateway was looking at first to go back, so on the rectangle that they're already on. And unfortunately, the topography... It makes it where they don't have to bring in a lot of dirt. I mean, it does fall off pretty sure, pretty yes. hard as you go down a uh, thousand oaks. So they're going to have to. There was too much dirt work, whatever. So they kind of scrapped that idea, and now they're going to go parallel with Mackinville, and they're going to you know just make a longer frontage on Mackinville. So that's what they're they're asking basically to take a lot one and make it give it more frontage on Mackinville and shorten the frontage of lot two. Sure. And so they had to replant that, and, it, and so I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Didn't know the gateways looking to expand. That's right. great. For, again, great Absolutely. for Hernando. Sure. Planning commission approved it with no recommendations or anything like that. The the uh, no roads are affected. Like there's one road that cuts between the lots. Right. It does not go all the way to that right. road, so they don't have to change the road or anything like that. It literally is just allowing them to have more frontage on Mackinville, and then they they approved that. That's going to be it from the Hernando Alderman meeting. Let's move north. We're going to run through South Haven's Alderman meeting on Tuesday during elections. Let's start off with their planning stuff. Derek, tell us quick what you got. I'm going to read this kind of the summary they gave. Application by Murphy and Gross to amend the Diamonds of Snowden Grove PUD to allow for a hotel as a potential use on lots 1, 2, and 5 on the east side of Snowden Lane and both sides of Pine Tar Alley. Basically, they're looking. This is the, where all the sports. This is Snowden, sure. where the baseball fields, soccer the strike field. zone, the soccer fields, and the sports you know, the sports offices are. Well, the developers were looking to see if they could have amended where they could now allow a hotel to go somewhere next to the ball fields in that area you know there was obviously some talk the planning commission had some talk during their thing the planning commissioner herself wendy cook i mean she was up there so you know we had a lot of conversation in our office 
And what they decided was, now, remember, the developer was asking for one, two, lots one, two, and five. They decided only to allow five. So only lot five could potentially have a hotel. This does not mean, this This is not a hotel approval. This is only to have the zoning change to allow the potential for a hotel to be there. Now, they did talk about if a hotel to come, you probably want to limit it to, to more than two or three stories to still give sight lines. Now, lot five sits just right around to the north of strike zone. So it's kind of going, kind of right, sort of closer to the soccer field yeah. if you're going that way. So it's on that side. So that would be the east side of that of the road that comes in right there in the Snowden Grove. They did not want anything close to get well. There was a couple of aldermen said, hey, don't we want to keep this on, on Goodman Road? And we want all of our hotels just up there. We don't want it. But they did allow, decided to go ahead and allow the potential again. There is no hotel currently asking for it, but obviously there's probably one looking at it if they're trying to get this amendment. So there could possibly be one on Lot 5, the kind of Snowden Grove PUD. So we'll see yeah. what happens. And the second thing was the uh, application by Lifestyle Communities for a subdivision approval, Phase 4, on the east side of Chulahoma Road. So this is another uh, subdiv- or section of a subdivision coming off of Chulahoma. Uh, there was 37.44 acres turning those into 37 lots. They're going to have the walking trails, minimum square footage of 2,300 square feet approved. Sure. So again, so you got 37 more uh, new residential lots coming into Silo Square. The next one was a, a two-acre lot, a two-acre parcel that was also you know, allowed. Uh, this was a um, subdivision approval for another parcel. So it was like another business is getting ready to locate into Silo Square on lot six on the west side of Getwell Road, south of May Boulevard. And then the final planning agenda item, uh, south of College Road, this is actually a separate subdivision. Lakes of Nicholas has fa- a section L, Matt. Now you can go. Right. You count that oh on your gosh, fingers. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> A through L. So section L, 8.32 acres into 27 lots. So these are very small lots. Uh, but that, that was also approved. So again, wow. new residential lots coming into the city of South Haven, you know, building them left and right. 27 homes on eight, on eight acres? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Very small. Interesting. <laughs> and of course, as the mayor always does, uh, right before you know, kind of wraps it up, he gives his mayor's report. Uh, there's three things that were really w- wanted to focus on in the mayor's report. First one, they have uh, they've approved a tax. The, the, there was approval, so they actually voted during the mayor's report for a task force to look at the concession stands, the concession, you know, the way that they're handled uh, at the Snowden Grove Amphitheater. I'm sure, people have been to concerts there. There's a lot of long lines, people waiting around. They're kind of little booths set up, so they're. they're He's got a task force together to see how to make that better, not only for concerts, but also for the barbecue fest and for the um, spring fest and now potentially harvest fest. Forward thinking, trying to do it as things are ramping back up. Let's 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 make this better for the people that are coming to enjoy these events. Right, especially if you're staying in line way longer than you should. So good, yeah, I mean good, you, yeah. you're there to enjoy a concert. Right. Yeah, you can hear the music, but you can't see the act because right. you're in line for 20 sure. minutes. The next, the Central Park. You know, it, we talked about the Central Park study that they did back late last year. Well, now they have uh, decided to act on something. That, you know, they kind of sent a survey out to all the residents around there. One of the things was, you know, kind of uh, improving the playground. Well, they're going to do it. Uh, they actually have a, a fund in the parks for uh, playground maintenance and updating. Great. <laughs> and so they're going to use $100,000 of that. They're going to put a brand-new playground into Central Park. It's of similar size and style to the one that's at the Field of Dreams. Yes. So if you've ever been to Snowden Grove and the Field of Dreams, which is the special needs baseball field, there's a very beautiful playground right outside of that. And so it's a, it's, a, it's larger than a normal subdivision playground. $100,000 obviously tells you it's a pretty big playground. Right. Uh, so they're going to replace the one out there with a new $100,000 playground. So congratulations to sure. residents 
residents of, of Central Park and for South Haven. And podcast listeners, Central Park is the park where the lights are set up. City of South Haven does their holiday lights where, where they had a record year uh, in December, which we've discussed. What they call uh, it Southern Lights. Southern Lights, yeah, that's exact. That's Central Park right there. A lot of people are used to seeing it at night. Central Park is what we're talking about with the new playground. And then finally, uh, the last thing that he said and the last thing that we'll talk about for South Haven uh, is that the concert promoter contract, so the, the I guess the person that helped to bring the axe in to Snowden Grove Amphitheater expired on December 31st of 2020. And they will now be looking, they, they, are, they have been kind of working out a new proposal that will be brought to the next meeting. So on April 20th, you'll have a new proposal that the mayor and some people in his office have been putting together, you know, the promoting uh, of concerts or bringing in the concerts at the Snowden Grove Amphitheater. So we will, of course, look for that uh, at the next meeting and give that report you know, after that time. All right, that's a big deal for uh, a lot of our podcast listeners. Derek, you and I are starting to get into the live music uh, business a little bit. We'll talk more about that in just one second. But So we're starting to pay attention to those type things, starting to pay attention to that. Live Nation, the largest concert promoter, the largest producer of, of live entertainment, uh, was the last contract for Bank Plus, the Bank Plus Amphitheater. So it'll be very interesting to see which one uh, they're going to partner with or working towards partnering with. Speaking of exciting things to do in DeSoto County, the Hernando Farmer's Market brings together the best of local food, artistry, and the agricultural traditions of the Mid-South. It's a place to shop, it's a place to gather, but more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It is truly a fresh, local experience. The Farmer's Market will begin Saturday, May 1st, and run through October from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. on the historic Hernando Town Square. The last Saturday of each month is Children's Day, with fun activities for the kiddos, free book giveaways with Hernando Excel by 5, physical fitness activities, live music, just a number of different things going on with the Farmer's Market coming up May through October. If you need more information about being a vendor or about the Farmer's Market, reach out to Gia Matheny at 662-449-9092. That's 662-449-9092. Again, that's Gia Matheny, the Community Development Director for the City of Fernando. North Point will be holding their final open house opportunity this Sunday, April 11th at 2 p.m. Have you been waiting for the right time to attend? Don't miss the final open house opportunity to preview the point. To register your attendance on April 11th, call Sheila Sharon at 662-349-5137. Come see why families in three states, 28 cities, and 41 zip codes have made North Point DeSoto County's largest and most desirable Christ-centered college preparatory school. Don't delay. Register today. That number again is 662-349-5127. They can't wait to meet you and have you join their North Point family. Are you searching for someone to help you with your lawn this spring and summer? Now is the perfect time to reach out to Richard Williams with Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and more. Richard and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. These services include monthly contracts for mowing your grass, leaf removal, tree trimming, winter cleanups, now is a perfect time to give Richard a call at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Richard's schedule is filling up for the spring and summer. Please reach out to him anywhere in DeSoto County for help with your lawn. Lauderdale Insurance Agency, your local state farm provider, is located at 11 West Commerce Street, directly across from the Hernando Post Office. Lauderdale Insurance is owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale, former alderman and local resident of Hernando. His team specializes in insurance for life, home, business, and auto. 
Mr. Sam encourages you to compare coverage, service, and price, but feels confident Lauderdale Insurance Agency should be your insurance provider. Please call Sam, Sherry, Angie, or Jennifer at 662-429-5213, 662-429-5213, or find them on Facebook at Lauderdale Insurance Agency. Well, Derek, it's Friday morning, which means we turn to our DeSoto County shout-outs. Positive things, positive events coming up this coming Saturday. One to four, DeSoto Arts Council having something special. Tell us about it real quick. They are having their featured artist, uh, Laura Thorne. Uh, she's a local artist. She will be there from 1 to 4 p.m. at the DeSoto Arts Council. Uh, she's going to be looking at the science of art. So you can go see. She's got uh, beautiful paintings. A lot of abstracts, watercolors, and that sort of thing. Uh, so please go. Uh, she also does jewelry, many other types of art that she's going to have available. Of course, not only her art will be available, uh, all of the uh, artwork in the gift shop will be open uh, from 1 to 4 on Saturday. But she will actually be there. You can talk with her, find out how she got into artwork. She'll have some of her stuff there that you can buy from her directly. So again, I can't encourage it more. If you're interested in art or the arts, if you're interested in meeting a local artist, please go to the DeSoto Arts Council anytime tomorrow between 1 and 4. Derek, the DeSoto Arts Council, small white building right across from Brantley Phillips Funeral Home, right there on Highway 51, DeSoto Arts Council, 1 to 4. Meet Miss Thorne. I'm sure she'd love to share her art and, and experience with you. Derek, next Saturday afternoon, a week from tomorrow, again, these may be a little bit repetitive each week, but we want to continue to shed a light on the events that are coming up each and every week uh, here in Hernando especially. Uh, so Mudbug Bash, 17th Annual Mudbug Bash, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Last year was a drive-through. This year it's a drive-through, and you can walk a little bit, uh, get around the Panola Courtyard right there off Panola Street, uh, and you know support the Palmer Home. Mudbug Bash is a wonderful thing. Can't believe it's the 17th annual, Derek. I've, 17th annual. Uh, yeah, we, we've had fun at some of those. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, basically, I've been here the entire right. time it's, since it started. Well, you used to shut it down. I used to. <laughs> you used to. 17th Annual Mudbug Bash coming up next Saturday, 3 to 5. Be sure and make plans. Get your tickets. You can certainly find Palmer Home on Facebook or, or find, you know, just Google Mudbug Bash 17th Annual, and you will find more information. Derek, one more thing about the DeSoto Arts Council. Tell us about it. The Hernando Arts Festival will be held on Saturday April 24th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. This will be located on the Hernando Town Square. So remember, the Earth Day is not happening this year, so the Arts Council are moving, is moving its Arts Festival up to the square. So it will be on the 24th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, this will be, again, a lot of the local artists, including Ms. Thorne, be there uh, just kind of, again, bringing their artwork, doing exhibits, maybe showing you how some of them got into it. Uh, they may be doing – there's going to be a lot of some kids' events going up there. I think there's at least – four or five different arts and crafts that the children can make uh, going up there. So this is going to be a great day. Let's pray it's as beautiful as it's going to be, you know, has been over this past week. And it looks like it's going to be next week. Let's hope that holds off and uh, holds on, excuse me, uh, for the 24th. So looking forward to just a great day on the square. And uh, kind of leads us into our last thing, Matt. Um, I think leading off that morning is going to be Stephen Michael, uh, who will be the, the first. Uh, they're going to have some entertainment during the Arts Festival. And so he's going to start that off. And also uh, he's partnering with us on something else. Stephen Michael is a partner of Mississippi Music. And that leads us into the last uh, DeSoto County shout-out that we will continue to talk about for the next coming weeks. Rooster Production. Uh, mine and Derek's production company partnered with Mississippi Music for a singer-songwriter event right there at the Panola Street Courtyard on Friday, May 14th. Friday, May 14th is the Friday before a fair. 
we continue to say only 200 tickets will be sold. This is something you probably don't want to wait for. You don't want to wait until May. Grab your tickets now. We actually have VIP tables. VIP tables are fairly simple. Going to have eight tickets. You're able to reserve a table. You can do it as a business. You can do it as a group of friends, but you definitely want to get into it right now. So you'll have room and you can go ahead and reserve your spot there for you and your friends. Only 200 tickets will be available. This show will sell out. It's going to be an amazing, amazing event. Intimate, two hours, songwriters telling stories about their uh, music, about their different songs. The two gentlemen that will be with Steven on the stage have competed on The Voice. Yeah, have competed on The Voice. So these, these two guys are absolutely phenomenal songwriters. They're phenomenal entertainers, and they're eager to get to Hernando. Uh, Derek, it's really starting to cook. You and I met the other day with Steven and his partner, Mike. You know, They're starting to get emails from other songwriters that have heard about this. So it's something that we're going to hope to do more of, but this is going to be our initial one, and I'm telling you, you don't want to miss it. Water Tower Sessions, as we call it, the Water Tower Sessions. Uh, You can find it on our Facebook page. You can also go to, just type in, probably Google Water Tower Sessions. We actually have uh, its own designated website going there. You can order tickets through the website so please go and do that as matt said you know we're going to push it hard and heavy over the next couple weeks because you know starting may 1st i'm I'm afraid it will be you know pretty close to selling out so go ahead and get it we look forward to hope everybody that's listening will at least get an opportunity and if you can't make this one uh you know as matt said we're looking to put on you know at least a couple of these if not more a year and just really looking forward to the first one well, Derek, it, now's the perfect time for live music. Numerous people have, have told us over the last week uh, when they found out we were involved, um, you know, there was one time we heard somebody talking about it, stood stood there by them and had to mention, or they finally figured out uh, what we were talking about. But people are excited about live music. It's going to be a great show, a great night of music, 8 to 10 o'clock. Gates will open about 7.30. Uh, you'll have your reserve tables if you choose to go that route. If not, it'll be first come, first serve. Uh, and it's, again, it's gonna we're going to close the gates about 8 o'clock and start our show, emceed by Stephen Michael with the other two gentlemen, Keith Peluso and Jeremy Stanfield. And a portion of the proceeds will be going to the Soda Arts Council because, I mean, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to bring arts, trying to bring entertainment uh, into Hernando, and that will be uh, they'll be benefiting from that. You know, Derek, the night's going to be a lot of fun, hopefully make some memories. And if you're looking to make memories with your family, now's the time to reach out to Sue Ellen and Ian Christopher at Magical Destinations of Hernando. Whether it's that trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, or that tropical getaway, these ladies can help you plan the trip of your dreams. They work to get you the best rates with headache-free planning. Magical Destinations is locally owned right here under the water tower. Give them a call today to start planning your magical getaway. You can call Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher at 662-469-6304. That's 662-469-6304. Or find them on Facebook and Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. That's Magical Destinations Unlimited on Facebook and Instagram. Reach out to these ladies today to plan your summer trip. DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures and Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. 
visit their office to see the difference, and call them at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. I know someone associated with DeSoto Family Dental Care may have purchased a VIP table just on Tuesday. I think they did. (laughs) Yeah, I think they did. Thank you for your support. Speaking of supporting DeSoto County, since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419. That's 662-892-8419. Visit their website at greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. Couldn't do it on Tuesday uh, because of kind of got caught up in all the election. Uh, it was a late night, uh, making sure we got everything out, got all the numbers right. So we did not, we're not, did not do sports, uh, but we will be doing sports today, kind of giving you a weekly recap in both baseball and softball. But before we turn to that, we did have one signing this week. Jackson Smith, uh, he was the uh, quarterback at North Point, signed to play football at Millsaps College. He signed his uh, papers on Wednesday. And so he will be attending Millsaps next year, asked to play on the football team. So wonderful young man uh, in the county uh, going to college to uh, continue his athletic career. Yeah, congratulations to Jackson. Good luck in the, uh, down at Millsaps in Jackson. We say it every time. Anytime we have a signing, anytime you can get somebody else to pay for your college is absolutely the way to go, from what I hear. From what I hear is well, yeah. definitely the way to go. Get out of mom and dad's pocket. They certainly appreciate it. But look, we're going to be quick here. Baseball and softball. Derek's going to give us some updates. Really going to be small on softball, Derek. I know, I know you're going to tell us a little bit more about what's going on under the water tower because Hernando, the number one team in the state when it comes to number softball. One number one team in the state. The Lady Tigers, I'm telling you, I say it every time I go and pick my son up from a Lady Tiger softball game, cars are parked all the way in the front side of the school. That's how many people are going to see the Hernando Lady Tigers play. Congratulations to them continuing to roll. Tell us more about them. Hernando had three games this week. Three games. Monday night, they defeated South Haven 11-1. to On Tuesday night, they defeated Horn Lake 11 to nothing, and then last night they played at Oxford and they took down the Lady Chargers 13 to two. So again, Monday night, Murder. South Haven 11 to one. Tuesday night, Horn Lake 11 to nothing. Thursday night, Oxford. 13 to 2. It looks like they have a pretty decent offense. Mix that with a pretty darn good pitching staff. We know one of the dads of, of a couple of the pitchers. So, congratulations to the Hernando Lady Tigers. Again, your number one team in the state of Mississippi. The next team we're going to cover is Lewisburg. Uh, Lewisburg, they played two games this week. They defeated Olive Branch on Tuesday. Then they defeated Tupelo last night. They currently now sit at 12 and 5, 3 and 1 in districts. So they, they had uh, two district wins this week, so congratulations to Lewisburg. Uh, going 2-0 in the district during this week. Next, DeSoto Central. DeSoto Central defeated Tupelo on Tuesday 5-1. to Meg Vincent uh, just dominated in the circle. She threw a, you know, a great game, uh, held Tupelo to one run. So, again, a 5-1 to victory there. Uh, last night, DeSoto Central played St. Benedict. And they defeated St. Benedict 7-1. to Chessie Beckham tosses a complete game in the circle. She allows one run while striking out eight. Beckham also had three RBIs at the plate. Vincent, Meg Vincent, who we uh, mentioned uh, for the last game, she was two for three at the dish. And Armstrong also had two RBIs. So just a great game uh, by the Lady Jaguars. 7-1 to victors. Uh, so they also end the week. So you've got Hernando 3-0 for the week. You've got Lewisburg 2-0 for the week. And now we found out that DeSoto Central is 2-0 for the week. 
Uh, then finally, we have North Point, and to continue the trend, they were also two and zero for the week. Uh, North Point on Monday defeated New Albany two to nothing, and then on Tuesday they defeated Harding fifteen to nothing. Wow! So again, uh, that was that was a district win. So just a great week for uh, actually of the four teams Matt, that we covered. We didn't have one loss. Absolutely. Congratulations to all the softball girls this week. Again, I'll say it, under the water tower, Hernando Lady Tigers, number one in 6A. Congratulations to you, young ladies. Don't stop. Keep going. Uh, now we're turning to baseball. Uh, baseball, we're going to go in the same order that we just went in. Obviously, of course, starting under the water tower. Uh, Hernando, this week, drew Oxford. This is the, the week that they're playing Oxford, Oxford in district. The first game they played was in Hernando. Uh, they, again, they, Hernando loses 10-5 to to Oxford. Reed Flanagan was 1-3. for three. Topher Jones was 1-3 for three with an RBI. Sullivan was 2-3 for three with two RBIs. So, you know, we had some good hits. Unfortunately, they lost 10-5. to five. Uh, Then they played again last night. So this time, of course, they traveled to Oxford uh, for the second game. Matt, they were up 5 to nothing. Oxford comes back with back-to-back home runs to mm. walk it off oh in the gosh. bottom of the seventh inning. So, real quick, so they play Tuesday, Thursday, and they'll play a third game with Oxford on Saturday? That's correct. Wow, okay. So, uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so they – Up so five to nothing. Five to nothing. Ooh. They're going uh, – they were down five to four. Oxford's down five to four, bottom of the seventh, and they hit a solo shot right. and then – Another. Another one. Wow. They lose back-to-back pitches, Matt. Brutal. So two pitches in a row, two home runs in a row, walk off. Good so, luck to the Tigers on Saturday trying to salvage one game after Thursday night. After last night, that is brutal. Yeah, that's, 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 that's extremely tough one. Man. <laughs> Again, that, now they're trying to try to salvage a series, try to get the one game, try not to get swept. You know, every district game counts. I mean, obviously they've lost this series, but every district game counts. So, you know, good luck, guys, trying to get that one win. And that will come back to Hernando. Back to Hernando, So, yes. Hernando, Oxford, Hernando. Next week they'll go away, home, away. Yeah, there That's you go. Correct. Got it. Okay. Next, we'll go to Lewisburg. Lewisburg. Lewisburg took the first game. Tupelo, they're playing Tupelo this week. They take the first game. Now, Matt, my son actually knew about this game, you know, he because he was following it because of just ext- how extremely well played this game was. On Tuesday night, final from Lewisburg, Tupelo takes game one of the three-game series two to nothing in nine innings. Uh, McLean Ray gets the win for the Golden Wave in two innings, in two innings of relief, and Braden Sanders for Lewisburg gets the loss. Your Patriot, they fall to 11-5 and five on the season, 2-2 two and two in the 1-6-A district. Tupelo improves to 17-3, 4-0 Here's the part of the game, though. For the Patriots, Brady Tigert, going to Arkansas, okay. went eight no-hit innings while striking out 14 wow. and walking just two. Gets a no decision. Sure. Hunter Elliott for the Golden Wave was just as great on, on the mound for, for, the, uh, for Tupelo. The senior Ole Miss signee. So wow. you had an Ole Miss signee. Versus an Arkansas signee. Arkansas signee, as I mentioned, goes eight no-hit innings and strikes 14. The Ole Miss signee goes eight innings, gave up one infield single, and struck out 15. And both of them get a no decision. <laughs> so both of these guys got no decisions. However, one, the one from Tupelo is going to Arkansas, which is – No, the one from Lewisburg is going to Arkansas. The one from Lewisburg is going to Arkansas. The one from Tupelo is going to Ole Miss. Miss. Two of the top three teams in the country right now, baseball-wise. Right. And That's both – they struck out 14 and 15, respectively, get no decisions. I bet it was a pretty quick game as oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. Go nine I, mean, innings. I mean, what a great yeah, – I mean, if you love pitching and defense, what sure. a great matchup. Goes nine innings. Unfortunately, Lewisburg loses that first game. Uh, they're playing uh, – again, didn't have the results from last night night uh i hope i'm sure it was another great game going into uh of course the, you know if tupelo wins then they've won the series i mean the series already if they lost and they're going for three now, lewisburg of course is ranked i think second in the state now DeSoto central is sixth 
Uh, and so in Tupelo, I believe, is fourth. So, again, yeah. a very, very, very tough district <laughs> sure. uh, to go. Uh, third team, DeSoto Central. DeSoto Central just just kind of mentioned them that they had fallen to sixth after losing to Lewisburg last week, two games to one. DeSoto Central came off that loss to Lewisburg. They did beat Olive Branch in the first game uh, of their three-game series, 11 to one. Muscle White had a three-run homer. Tapper also had a three-run homer. Uh, they will play at Olive Branch again tonight. Right. Tonight. So, you Olive know, Branch is not very good this year. Olive Branch is not very good, but, you know, 11 to 7. Sure. They, they held strong. If, you know, of course, if you have two three run homers, that does help your offense and help, right. help the scoring. Uh, but again, uh, we'll see how that hap- uh, handles, and we'll mention that on Tuesday. And then finally, North Point. They, so they played FACS this week. They won the first game 13 to 3, and then won the second game 9 to 5. Uh, during the 13 to 3, Anthony Zarlingo for the Trojans, 5 for 5. Three runs scored, three RBIs, and three triples. And then their next game, they actually so they they're going outside of district now since they you know, they don't have the three game series. They just play two. So tonight and tomorrow, Episcopal of Baton Rouge mm-hmm. is coming up and playing. So uh, they'll be playing Episcopal out of Baton Rouge just and getting some good non conference uh, games in. And that's all the scores I have. Look, if you enjoy what you hear each and every Tuesday and Friday mornings, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, on Twitter at UTW Pod. Definitely want to remind you to subscribe wherever you listen to our podcast, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Please subscribe so you'll know when we release our Tuesday and Friday shows and our special episodes that we occasionally do. Reminder to reach out to our brother podcast, OB Pod. Find OB Pod wherever you listen to your podcast. If you want to learn more about Olive Branch and the Center Hill or eastern part of the county, we are turning over all coverage of, of Olive Branch and the east side of the county to OB Pod. Again, our brother podcast under the Rooster Production umbrella. Thank you again for all your support and continue to share our episodes on Hernando Happenings or Facebook or anywhere you see our podcast. Please continue to share, and we certainly appreciate it. As we try and do each and every Friday, we want to encourage everyone, get back to church this Sunday. Take your family to church. Most churches are open back up. From what I can tell, if you're interested in visiting a church, find them on Facebook, find their Facebook page, learn the different uh, service times that they may have. But again, we want to encourage you, take your family to church this coming Sunday. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. Drop